we have had a very significant blunder here, and I would like to say that it is not my fault. It is, 100%. It's not, no, it's not my fault. We are in an extremely dangerous situation here in this internet scape, in this podcast scape where we are. It's, it's likened to a, uh, an experience in Dungeons & Dragons, if you will. It's perilous. We need to do checks. There's some traps, some spikes you might fall on. Maybe get your dice, you know? No, like I mean, I, like I've mentioned before, cat. Yeah, home. But for me, you may not be able to tell, but everything outside of these borders here is just lava destroying everything. And for our all the time. video or for our audio listeners, uh, Braxton is in a room currently, and he is saying outside of his vision, outside of our vision of the video, is uh, very dangerous. Apparently, it's very spooky. And because of that, I want you to get your dice, your dice ready, because we're about to. Going to dungeon crawl. Claps. Nobody claps. Cue the music. We already did this intro yeah, once. I'm not as hype anymore. I, f- <laughs> I feel like we're officially a part of a podcasting group now because everybody's got that intro where they actually go, okay, we've done this like eight times. Let's just fucking do it. Rip the band-aid off. Get going. And we've now crossed over that threshold. And we also did a fun thing. We figured it out now to this side. That he's Ryan. What's up? That's Braxton, and down there That's is Kenneth. Kenneth. Uh, for our Hello. video list, our audio man. Why do I keep saying that? For our audio <laughs> listeners, we're talking about our video. If you want to go check out our video stuff, go to our YouTube channel, and we'll be in the description. You can also just type in the Dungeon Crawl. We should now come up uh, at least a little bit. Uh, if not, then just go to our link, and you'll find it down there. Yeah, looking up the Dungeon Crawl podcast usually brings it up. It's kind of tough to find as we mentioned before it's a very popular phrase to have and yet somehow the channel itself was not taken yeah it is on youtube though so big poop but pretend we had a really fun genuine <laughs> candid intro that was you really fun. were laughing at i was, was laughing really, chuckling it was so good and everybody's yeah. like uh Braxton's yeah. internet sucks hmm <laughs> and here I we are mean- now i'm on the public wi-fi of my building because it's more secure than the one that i pay for great what are we what what's how what's going on with you two this week it's it's we're nearing the holidays right happy thanksgiving happy turkey day or whatever the heck you celebrate yeah uh also i'd like to mention that this this is not directed at he's pointing at his hat that says you suck by the way my hat does say you suck on it but it's more of a self-reflecting so don't Take it personally. It's to myself. So you look at yourself in the mirror wearing that hat and you just kind of nod well, your head. If it's, yeah. if it's in the mirror, it says cuss. You True. know? Well, so, you know. It hypes you up. It does hype me up. I'm like, nah, I yeah. don't suck. No one sucks. Especially today. But yeah, let's, let's, let's take it back. Have you guys had a good week? Has it been going okay? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Usually, Ryan, you have a story. You don't have any stories this time? <laughs> No, no I've, been, I've been uh, taking it easy. I haven't been sleeping that well. I have been playing a lot Ooh. of World of Warcraft's Shadowlands expansion. So that's well, that's where you're not sleeping well, Did man. it come out today? <laughs> no, that, was, that, was, that was actually before. Oh, is that why you didn't get sleep? No, that was before I haven't been sleeping well. It came out uh, yeah. yesterday, yeah. Oh, shit. Coincidence? Mm, no, it was not before that not. I couldn't sleep well, all right? So, yeah, if, if you're following us on social media, you've noticed that we <laughs> <laughs> delayed... <laughs> This episode because we knew it was going to be a chonky one. We wanted to have Kenneth and schedules didn't quite line up. So yeah, bringing up the elephant in the room. Apologies on that, but uh, it's it's, it's an Braxton's, exciting one. It's, it's not my fault. fault. I did my work. Oh, you're I gonna, was ready. You're <laughs> dropped out. 
Well, that yeah, was today man. when we were ready to record. It didn't happen last night. Well, how are but, you, Kenneth? Yeah. Since oh, last good, time you're on the podcast. Uh, yeah, since last time. Uh, you know, just hanging out, working. Uh, work's been killing me a little bit. But on the not work side of things, uh, last week, uh, played and finished Bug Snacks. You? Oh, <laughs> my, you didn't tell me you played it. Yeah, of yeah. Played no, it. I say played anything it. about that. Yeah, it's very good. It's a very you good game. You played on your PC or PS4? What? I played it's, on it's my on PS4. PC? It's on PC? It's, yeah. it's on Windows Store, I think. It's not um, an exclusive? No. Like, okay, so when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is going to be like Pokemon Snap, like take picture of these cute little bugs, catch them or whatever. Bro, it is, it hits you hard and some emotions. Like, it, gets, it gets deep what? in like the human condition. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bro. And there's also some weird body horror stuff. Yeah, like wait, so bug it's, snack. it's not, is it like intentionally kind of uncanny? A little bit, yeah. Um, like, like Doki it's Doki it's, kind of No. Flip? I no, mean, not that extreme, not really. but were they intending it to be not yeah. just kids? Okay. Yeah, the developers know. They know, like, it. you, you can play it as a kid, but like... A lot of the no, dialogue. you physically cannot play it as a kid. If you touch the controller, you just get sucked <laughs> you, in like Jumanji, and you become. I'm very surprised things. it was like yes. a PS5 launch title, right? Uh, oh but it's it, it gets into some good emotions, man. Like uh, stuff about family, about like self quality, stuff like that. Like it gets into some deep discussions about with the uh, with the characters. Gameplay's pretty fun. Like it's puzzling and bugs. All the bug snacks are cute. They're like Pokemon. They say their own names, like Bunger. I watched uh, about 30 bungus? seconds of a stream and I just couldn't handle it. I don't know if I could play it. The, the so description that you're giving me sounds like something I'd like. And then I watch and it's like, I can't handle <laughs> if, it. If you look at the title that we have for this now, you'll notice it is now morphed into Bug Snacks Review. Yes, it's, we yes. did a little fancy thing. Don't actually look, but I promise you it's changed. But I'm intrigued. I won't play because I don't have a PS. Well, it's, you can play on PS4, on right? PC. Yeah, yeah, PC. It's, yeah, you can play on PS4. Uh, it's not it, the load times are long on PS4, but like oh, I've, I've been playing the Pathless. That's been lots of fun. Yeah, what even is that though? It's like Journey meets Shadow of the Colossus meets Breath of the Wild meets some other game. I don't know. Speaking Sounds of games good. that are a bunch of other things at once, <laughs> Ryan's face Genshin Impact is all I've been doing. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I probably Surprising it doesn't tell you how one. long you've been playing it, but I've probably put near 400 hours into the game. Jeez, man. but let's avoid talking when about that. When did you start that? September 24th or something. Uh, <laughs> I think is when it came nice. out. I play it every single day. It's very bad. But my time has been consumed by something else this week as well. And I'm a little, little, little jaded, a little bitter about it. Because usually, I mean, you know you know me, Braxton on the Dungeon Girl. <laughs> he doesn't know how to read. Yeah, he's, an, he's an idiot. He's a fucking, he's <laughs> so stupid. Uh, things have changed this time. Because on this, the 17th. Of this this fine month of November that we are recording this, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. What about your books, boys? You can see it right now if you've got the digital copy or if you've mm. got the the Special fancy dish. one. <laughs> Whenever fancy I see one. that cover, that cover that Kenneth just showed, I imagine the Markiplier thing and goes, "This is all I can think about. I stay awake at night <laughs> thinking about that thing." This is me it's every time nice. I see that cover. But that's that's been me this week. Um, so we're gonna talk today about Tasha's cauldron of everything we've been brewing our thoughts on it just like she brews all these things <laughs> knee slapper this guy's know how to pump me up uh now, so did you okay just just to preface this did you read it just out of pure spite 
I mean, no, I think you were, I think Braxton was genuinely excited about it at first. I love Xanathar's guy, and then this is Xanathar's, and I'll hold off my opinion on the entire book itself. So to be maybe. fair, when we did our table of contents speculation episode, he was especially harsh when he saw the Fathomless and the Genie as the two subclasses yeah. for yeah. the Warlock, specifically there, as well. There I'm may be a trend today. We shall see. I specifically took it upon myself for some godforsaken reason to compare every subclass that has been in Unearthed Arcana to what was released. Now, did you also, I, I hate to also ask this question, did you also connect, compare, I assume it probably hasn't changed, but just in case, between ones that were released in like Theros to now? Uh, I don't think I did. I don't think they, they changed. I, I would, I would very, I I'd changed. highly doubt that they would change them between Kenneth two has, official sources. There are some yes. changes. Yes, Kenneth has the information on that, so we'll be covered when that All comes right. up from Sword Coast or whatever it is. So we'll be good on yeah, that. That's an old one, though. Makes sense. Yeah. So every new subclass, and for the Artificer, just the Armorer specialty or whatever it's called, I every ability that was there, I highlighted a change that they've done. And you'll see some themes here. I'm not going to talk about syntax that doesn't bring any actual change they right. alter it all the time just makes it read better move stuff around i'll only be mentioning significant changes to like numbers dice or entire yeeting of abilities for new ones which they have done a lot for some and mm-hmm. none for others there's one i'm not happy about okay i think i was happy with almost all the changes they did ex- except for well, of I'm not course, happy except about for your class, of course. <laughs> I'm not happy about the existence of the classes for me, except yeah. for one of them. There's one in class a I, I think they still drop the ball on, for sure. Yeah. So if it wasn't obvious, today we're going to be going through our thoughts on each class. We're not going to be flat out reading everything. So this will be for people that either already have the book or want a little bit of an understanding of Well, we should give our review, our general review right now. So if you, so you want to get the book... Hmm. We'll tell you if, if you if we think it's worth it or not, because I don't want someone who doesn't have the book to listen to the whole podcast to find out, right? That's a yeah. good idea. Okay. Uh, I'll go last, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so without saying what we don't like about it, that's kind of hard, yeah. I guess. But just saying general... You know, we did this for Icewind Dale, I think, as well, um, without yeah, spoilers and stuff. Um, right. I will say... Get it if you like D&D, because I think this will... The majority of the subclass in here will expand what you already like and maybe make you like a class that you didn't like before. That's it changed my opinion on a couple classes that I just didn't care for. Uh, the DM stuff is very nice, uh, very cool. I think a lot of it's stuff you could already kind of think of yourself, but I like seeing it in official material because it gets people to think outside the box a little bit more. Um, the spells are cool. I wish there were more. I wish it didn't focus on one specific idea. Um, and the magic items, I think, are great. Cool. I'd say cool. pick it up. I, maybe find it on sale somewhere later if you're not super interested, but I, I'd, I'd say you probably should get it if you like D&D. All right. Review number one. Done. Kenneth, what do you think? Uh, I'd say, again, if you like D&D, if you're a player, uh, definitely get it because it expands on a lot of the... Uh, just classes, right? And if you're like using a subclass from Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica or Theros, uh, it changes a little bit uh, from those. Not nothing major, but it does change. Um, and it has like all the all the subclasses from all the outside like source books, like Theros, uh, Ravnica. Uh, it, it puts those into one book, which I really like. Um, so if you're a player, I'd say definitely get it because it has re- some really actually cool character concepts. 
um, as well as a list of magic items that you can like throw at your DM, be like, hey, like, can I can I have this maybe? Um, if you're a dungeon master, there's not as much here. Like, if you're if you're a forever DM, uh, there's there's not as much here as for players. Like, the whole like half the book is just for the players. Um, but there is good inspiration. Uh, like through magic items, I think the magic items in here are great. Um, there are some good DM tools that, like, if you're not going to use those specifically in the book, it sparks imagination that you could definitely, like, have a template for, right? Uh, so I, I definitely say, uh, more, get it more if you're a player, um, if you're a DM, uh, maybe, uh, look, still get it if you just like collecting books, but if you're a DM, I'd say, Maybe use one of your players' uh, books, like flip through it, look at the specific DM stuff. Take pictures, unless like mm-hmm. take pictures of it. Yeah, unless you really like magic items so, and sidekicks. I'm gonna just take everything that Kenneth just said and Uno reverse card. If you're a player, don't get it because you can get any one of these subclasses, just the one of it. If you only play a certain subclass off of D and D Beyond and just buy it for like two bucks. If you're a DM. You, in my opinion, have an obligation to provide this information and content to somebody. So if you have a bunch of players and they want to do this rather than eight players having to buy this book or whatever, you own this. Here are the subclasses I have access to and you guys can use. I think I think DMs should know about new subclasses at the very minimum. Uh, and if you're especially a new DM, the Chapter 4 Dungeon Master's Tools, mm-hmm. I love. I think those are really great to kickstart your brain to think about how to world build and what it's like to be in certain places. Uh, so yeah, I'd if say you're a player, just get the dungeon master's guide for that. That's true. Yeah. True. This just uh, kind of adds to it, I guess. Yeah, for me, I think a DM should own um, any book that's like Xanathar's or Tasha's. I oh, just maybe just split it. it with your players. Yeah, it's true. You can do that. So uh, I definitely like it. I think you can definitely pass on it though. Now, how do you think it compares to if you can only get one? Xanathar's, Xanathar's or this one? Xanathar's. I'd say Xanathar's. Uh, well, and Xanathar's like just specifically adds stuff. Tasha's adds and changes right. things. That that's Xanathar's has good warlock subclasses. <laughs> All right, so let's let's also, go ahead and let's let's get out of this little yeah. spoiler stuff. We're about to dive into it. So if you don't want to know, you want to get it for yourself. You haven't gotten it yet. Get out of here and yeah, come, if you want to know back, what we're talking about, you should later. probably go or just pull yeah. it up on a you know bring up your book and or, listen yeah. through. Press pause, buy on D and Beyond, read it, come back. We'll wait. Okay, waiting's done. <laughs> so, I guess we're going to start off with... Start from the top, I baby. mean, right at the top, we already went through um, this portion of it on... Actually, not the content itself, but whenever we were doing the uh, table of contents review. It begins with character options. Interesting. What even is this? It even mentions Xanathar's Guide to Everything. So it just starts br- with how to use the book. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like, but does it does it start with that? You're yeah, using yes. this book. Yeah, read it. It just says everything's optional. You don't have to use yeah. this stuff. Yada yada. I do like that it clarifies in there about the bonus action using two spells in a turn because that's never really been clarified in a written material, just in like tweets and stuff from the guys. So I like that they actually yeah. included that in the top ten like rules to know. I guess it does actually have a bunch of new clarifications in the rules, and it really starts to buckle down on that throughout some of the uh, classes themselves. Because you know how in Unearthed Arcana, every time Temp HP showed up, they're like, 
Temp HP does not stack. Yep, it gets yep. rid of the last one. Goodbye. Get out of here. Choose which one you want. Because mm-hmm, it makes sense. Because sometimes they come with features like in um, Tomb of Vistus. Those right. give you a damaging effect. Uh, so this is a really cool page. I love that they've got this. Um, and then jumping forward to customizing your origin, I think it gives you some new backgrounds and whatnot. Or it, just- it, no, it lets you basically tells you how what you want. If you want to make your own stuff, you want to make your yeah, own yeah. race. Getting away uh, from yeah, cool. the racial bonuses and stuff. Yeah, the the customizing your origins. It says like if you're a dragonborn and you weren't out adventuring, you were like stuck inside studying like wizard stuff. You can change your plus two to strength and plus two intelligence. Yeah. Um. It also gives you rules about uh, like changing languages. Like if you didn't grow up, like you're a gnome and you didn't grow up in like a gnome civilization, you grew up with something else. You wouldn't speak gnomish. You would speak something else. Right. It also gives you uh, a way to change proficiencies, uh, like from skill to skill or different armors and weapons, like exchange those out. There's a little table there, um, which I, I really like because some people, they don't like, I want to play a tabaxi, but I don't want to like have to like be like a traveling cat merchant. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, I really like, though, that they did is um, mentioning that you can change your subclass. Yeah. Which you mentioned just a little bit. I think that's one of the biggest things that they've mentioned in a long time. It's like, of course, you could do that if your dean was okay with this, but this this I don't literally like says the official it's ruling okay on it. If I'm being honest with Ooh, you, is there an official? I literally looked at the subclass. You have to. It says you have to uh, pay money. It's about time as well. I don't. I mean, I, it makes sense to me, you know, to have an official way to do it in game. Yeah. But I would much rather work it out with my players specifically and say, okay, you meet this guy, you're going to work with him, change your subclass by talking to this guy, maybe pay him a little or do a quest for him. But I hate that it's, you know, 100 times per your level and stuff like that. Well, and, Interesting. Well, given you don't even have to do that, there could be a sudden change. Yes. Like it even mentions, like, if you're an Oath of Devotion paladin and, like, your whole town gets destroyed... Uh, and you weren't there to protect them or something. You pray that night and you change from Oath of Devotion to Oath of Vengeance. Hmm. Uh, like it can be like a sudden change, like story wise, if you if you would rather do that. What Ryan did for me, he said my patron goes, You fucking suck. Here's another like weapon to try. <laughs> yeah. And then I got that. So that was because well, you were I mean, telling me you, you, want, you, you wanted to use something else. So I was like, okay, yeah. well, we use Tom Warlock is fun. Lackluster. Yeah, um, which is great. So you're, I mean, I, again, this is like a guideline for you to yeet forward and change your stuff if you want. If not, you're good. You don't. Have to and there's, it. how do you guys feel about the custom lineage? Because we did, t- uh, like, say about uh, like changing your ability scores. And there's the custom lineage. Like, if you're a child to like a half tabaxi and a half turtle, like, there's no real race for you. Like, if you want to play your own custom race, uh, like it gives it. you rules for that. It's like get a, you get a feat, you get dark vision or uh, like dark vision or proficiency in one skill, and you get uh, like ability score increase by two. Uh, I mean, people were doing this really already, cool. but yeah. I, th- mm-hmm. bless you, JD. But this is a way that I guess they could help try to make it more balanced. Yeah. Why do you think they decided to take all of these unspoken house rules and actually put them into? Well, I think a this book. is more of a response to the um the 2020 sphere of, you know, getting away from racial abilities and mm. racial features and stuff and being able to customize yeah. it entirely to whatever you like. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a card that says, look, you're able to do this stuff regardless of what we release. Mm-hmm. It's yes. okay to change it. Uh, this now, isn't what everything is. 
Yeah, uh, to preface though, the custom lineage does not work. Like, you can't be a half-orc and then use the custom lineage stuff. Like, you can't be a half-orc to, like, start with a feat. This is more, the custom lineage is more for, like, if there's a race that you want to play that isn't represented well in, like, the already set races. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. So I, I like this chapter uh, so far. Um, mm-hmm. And then even within chapter one, it even brings in the subclasses. Uh, and officially, for the yeah, first time... He likes the chapter till now. Yeah. <laughs> see, he... So uh, I've spent probably like four to five hours combing through these things. Uh, and I didn't even read uh, all the stuff that wasn't new. So for Artificer, there's some that I didn't do as deep of a comb into. Um, yeah, I never but, really looked into Artificers before this. And I, really? I think my next character might be an Artificer. I think they're super cool. Yeah. I agree. And I think... It's really interesting because before it's been an Eberron, which was a, a thing mm-hmm. that you had to buy, and you mm-hmm. would get a bunch of stuff, a lot of trimmings. I skipped over an side Eberron. I was like, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not playing an Eberron. I would just want to yeah. use this as like world building ideas. Yeah. So which now very here you go. This rounds up a lot of stuff from um, Eberron and brings it in here, and even adds a new armor class. Yeah, they so, even make it more system agnostic in the or uh, yeah. setting agnostic in the like the descriptions for it. They take yeah, out all I the think- Eberron stuff. They even say something like uh, artificers are in multitudes of worlds in yep. D&D, not just in Eberron. Even in Eberron itself, it says they're in other locations. So yeah. it makes sense. It's not just like you're pulling out the Terminator from whatever and you're putting in him 28 days later for some godforsaken reason. <laughs> something something like that. I don't know. But that would be a really interesting film. Can you imagine if he was the main character? Um, okay. I mean, where do you guys want to start? How do you want to dissect through these classes? Um, Once we get to armor, I mean, I'll take over. We don't have to talk about that specifically, but uh, like we, I, the way I broke it down, at least in my notes, is to talk about the class features, and then obviously the other classes, the optional features, then the subclass specifically. Yeah. I guess we'll cover so, the features first. If there's any highlights, anything that stands out for you guys in there? I, don't know, I think for me, I don't have too much of an opinion on it. Uh, just It's a lot of the same of what you've read before. Uh, does Kenneth, do you have any thoughts about it? Do you like it at all? Something you don't like it? You, you like the Artificer, it? period? I I, yeah. I do like the Artificer. They added a lot of spells in this book. I say a lot of spells. A lot of, like, cantrips uh, for, yeah. for the class in this book. Um, I will know uh, once we get to, like, the actual subclasses, uh, instead of just, like, the overview of the class itself, uh, the one class, the Armorer, that came with this book has a little kind of different theming uh, a little bit than the uh, than the other ones like alchemist, so? artillerist, and well, I, I say theming. It, it has um, uh, all the other classes are based off of like your intelligence modifier, yeah. while the armorer is based off of uh, proficiency bonus, which right. is you'll you'll see a theme uh, throughout the whole book about proficiency. Yes, I were chatting about that again. A lot of yeah. the changes are that way too. Uh, so I guess let's just go right off the bat and jump into, if we're doing this one by one, I mean, Alchemist starts well, the off. Features, I think. Oh, hold on, you're jumping ahead, you're man. The features, <laughs> the features. The features. I okay. love the magical t- tinkering thing. I, I was reading that and come up with ideas yeah. for like, you could use this as like a mess- message of a dead loved one that said something to you and you just keep playing it over and over in your little ear mm-hmm. and just cry every time like a voicemail. Um, and yeah, Cause I didn't know, I didn't know, I don't know if artificers are always like this, but I didn't know you could they craft magic items. That yeah. is so cool to me. And also dangerous as a DM, because let's say you want to make a low magic campaign, and then you got an artifice who's just making it magic items and passing them out to everybody. <laughs> that's a, that, that's cool, but it's something to keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, and they're not like making 
swords of power and everything. They're just like goggles of night, boots of striding and springing. Right. Useful items, but nothing like, like breaks the bank. I didn't realize that they can attune to like ridiculous number of items. But I guess that's kind of the whole point of an artificer. Yeah. That's, they don't really get much else. Yeah, I think a lot of people thought these guys were a little too strong sometimes. I mean, if, so if, you, if you're you, if you're DM giving them lots of magic items, yeah, and they attune to everything, yeah. then they'll yeah. definitely be really strong. They they just don't really have any offensive spells. All their spells are mostly support spells. Yeah. That's fun, though. I like that. Yeah, I like it. All right. Uh, subclass. Sub, sub, subclassy boys? Okay. Uh, I guess... Let me jump over. Specialists. They're, they're called specialists in this, correct? They're called yes. artificer specialists, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So a little, little difference in nomenclature here. Tosh is like the magic of both alchemists. Four, the first one up here. And witches rise in powerful multiversal truth. Mortals can't resist anything with bubbles. I love Tasha's stuff throughout this. Tasha's blurbs are very Yeah, she's good. got little blurbs on everything. So whoever wrote these, bravo to you. They're super entertaining. Yeah, it gives me ideas just for like what NPCs might think of different of these thinking, uh, yeah. classes. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you guys feel about Alchemist? I think it's cool. It's like a healing yeah. and life-sucking kind of class. It's like a <clears throat> It's like a warlock from World of Warcraft. It's very cool without the summoning. <laughs> Did you say the W yeah. word in front of me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the experimental elixir could be really cool. Something to do yeah. every night and then adapt to it in the middle of a setting. I love setting. nightly stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. so fun. Because sometimes you just don't... Warlock problems. Sometimes you just don't use your spell slots. So <laughs> And they become health potions with cool effects. And that's always fun yeah. random stuff. Fear in our campaign. Health potions are hard to come by. And they're expensive. <laughs> so this they're- guy would be really nice. Yeah, I think the alchemist out of all of these is more is the like support is like the healer subclass for uh, for uh, artificer. It's very good. Yeah, uh, it's very flavorful as well. Well, the Would battle also is very support heavy too. A lot of them can do some support. This stuff. makes me. This, this is to me. This reminds me of like you think about a lot of the other subclasses. This is specifically, I think, a type of dandy class we've never that's not really shown for like a potion maker kind of guy yeah yeah i like it no, absolutely and, uh this is also one of the classes where like your subclass really determines like how you play your character yes. yeah for sure and how they finish sure. the party too because you just hand out yeah. these elixirs every night all right drink this whenever you want to tell me what happens yeah. so something i always have like points of contingency with ryan on is the like the ultimate form of these classes. He's oh, like, the, fi- the final. The fi- like the <laughs> ultimate, basically. So do you guys feel like this is a worthy 15th level alchemist feature, the, the chemical mastery? Exposed so many yeah, greater restoration and the heal is pretty huge without expending a spell slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, but immune to the poison condition is also very good. Immune to yeah, any condition. I know Braxton hates good. poison condition. It happens enough. I'm used to it now, but it still does suck. <laughs> it really does suck. Yeah, I feel like this guy really has a, a solid place and a lot of tools in their possession. They're literally somebody that just creates tools. So I would be yeah. disappointed if it wasn't. So I'm I like, wish, yeah. though. I, I, just, I wish the elixir had more of a table than a D6 because you're going to hit yeah. that very quickly, yeah. all those. And you're like, okay, whatever, you know? Yeah. So and some, some scaling issues here. There is some scaling issues, yeah. Uh, but... This might be the most flavorful of the subclasses for Artificer. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, in my opinion, I think it might be one of the weaker ones, if not the weakest subclass for Artificer. Yeah, in, in, at least I would say in, in combat for sure. Yeah. yeah. You should it's, yeah. eating potions at people. Because the other ones get like stuff to use, melee weapons and other you know ranged weapons, but this guy, he is the potion maker. Reason I like it too, like you said earlier, there's a lot of RP 
stuff that could go on here. Like people that make potions are always kind of colorful or weird or wacky, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, just my only problem with it is that I, I was looking, the experimental elixirs, they don't scale. Like, no. yes, you can make more of them, but they just don't scale yeah. like at all. Anytime you I, see something the, I mean, you get the 2d6 health, 2d6 plus your intelligence modifier, uh, health potion, yeah. but that's about it. That's, that's ninth level. I want to know what had them decide if an ability was going to be an intelligence modifier or an ability score modifier or proficiency bonus. Cause they've altered a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. So if you guys have any thoughts later on down the line, I want to hear why you think they balanced that. We mean, kind of talking about that, but yeah, for artificer alchemist, I don't think I'd play it. I would love to play with one. Yeah. Basically. It's a good way um, to say, yeah. Yeah. So the next one up is armor, which is a new one. This is the only brand new one for Tosh's itself. And I really like this one. I don't understand why this guy doesn't get the shield spell. Yeah, I was. It doesn't make I any was, sense to me. I was yeah. talking about that uh, uh, with Braxton. Yeah, because the uh, all, all these classes have their own spells that they get. And the first level, uh, the classes that are the spells that you get with this class or the subclass is like magic missile and thunder wave uh, for right when you get it. His name is the armor and he gets it, magic missile and thunder wave. You want to be I, upset though, Ryan? <laughs> what? In Unearthed Arcana, they did. Actually. I know they did. Yeah, I know that it doesn't make any sense why they would take it out and they gave it to a different artificer subclass. Yeah, they gave it to the artillerist, if I'm yes, uh, you're not correct. mistaken. Which they, he which was they doing don't too much missile. protecting. Yeah, I, in my notes, I said, for the artillerist, let's give this one shield, sure. Which <laughs> I, I flavor-wise, it doesn't make sense. But I get it for balancing, because like you all, you already have a lot of AC as, as the yeah. armorer. So you don't really need shield, while as the artillerist, I don't think they get a, a, a like a armor provision. The DMs can adapt to that, because so, I had, in our first yeah. campaign, I had a total monk and his ac was like 21 at like level six it was ridiculous game breaking so for for the um abilities here for the third level one the only changes they made to it was now they've put in flavor that as a bonus action you can deploy or pull back the helmet and you can don and doff the armor as a full action so that's something they added into it for for that one Mm. as well as for defensive field they added to a um, amount of times that you can use it which is equal to the number of times um, equal to your proficiency bonus uh, and then refresh on a long rest. That's a lot of changes they brought in. So they made that have limited use. Do you know when um, this was in Honor Tharkana? Was, uh, was this in like the big something in the last year and a half? I didn't put up the dates there, but I think it was, yeah, all of, all of the changes were within a year. Okay. They're all, That's all, all from 2019 asking. to 2020. Yeah. And then they, I think, changed Dampening Field from Second Skin to Dampening Field. And that's all the changes that was there. Um, actually, no, they didn't. Second sin was removed entirely. I don't know what that is then. Uh, the armor's weight is negligible and becomes form fitting for the wearer under clothing. If the armor normally imposes disadvantage on dexterity self checks, uh, the power armor does not. So, and what they are they? And they that was one it. of the models you could have. Yes, modules, mm. and they change it to dampening field. You gain advantage on dexterity self checks. Armor normally imposes disadvantage on subjects. Okay, advantage, disadvantage cancel each other. I'm down with that. Yeah. Um, and then for Guardian, they added the limit for the proficiency bonus yeah. um, and changed it so that it doesn't go with your intelligence modifier. So now it's this is one of those that they swap from intelligence modifier for your maximum uses um, or how it affects the thing, but now it's proficiency bonus. You see this a lot, and I don't know why they decided to I guess because it scales better? Well, your proficiency bonus gets how high? Six. Yeah. 
That's one more use. But I yeah, think, I, yeah. but it goes I up think, quicker than I'd say the your intelligence modifier would, unless you're specifically unless you just, focusing on it. Yeah. yeah. So Kenneth and I were talking about it, and it's like you can either start out the gate with maximum uses, or you can use proficiency bonus and have more in the long run. But it well, starts probably makes it. I think it'd be more rewarding at like ability score level to instead say, okay, I have to upgrade my intelligence modifier, or I get a fun feat that might also do it or yeah. might not. I think it just opens up more doors. I can yeah. see that as well, yeah. So you're not trying to just boost your intelligence yeah. up so you can get like maximum uses. Yeah, I um, particularly like the Guardian uh, feature as well where yeah, you can, I, yeah. I was going to uh, ask you guys, which, because uh, you get a lot at third level uh, with this thing. You get uh, heavy armor proficiency and uh, proficiency with Smith's tools. You get the spells, yeah, you get the arcane not armor. first and player you, subclass. Yeah, no. And then you get the uh, armor model, which is Guardian or Infiltrator. And I was going to ask you guys, uh, which one do you like more, the the Guardian or the Infiltrator? I, I think Guardian. Yeah, I think Infiltrator is fairly useless. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What? Hmm. I think it's. I think it's Guardian is going to be the one you're going to want to have on for almost everything. Yeah. Infiltrator is so. a lot more situation specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which I get. Yeah. Um. I do like. I don't know if this was a uh, in there or not for another Arcana. I do like that you do add your modifier uh, to the damage rolls now. Uh, I think it was in that before. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was uh, in because a, a D eight plus your mod is it's just a bunch of people. It's they give good. a lot more classes that ability to roll dice and add ability modifiers to it. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a warlock thing anymore for invocations and whatnot. But yeah, um, I really like this subclass. I would probably play it. I like protecting I things and getting reactions off of stuff. I'm not a tank guy, so this one kind of really? this is not my style. It depends I, on the game for me. I do like that uh, the armor modifications. It actually like you you can apply the infusions that you get as an artificer to like different pieces of your armor and more of them, which I really like. It it really conjures up imagery of like you in the shop just like working on your armor, like trying to upgrade it and everything. Which well, it's, I really it's the way like. they kind of built it in with the hex blade too, where they made it work. <laughs> they made it work where if you get That's a magic weird. item, you don't just replace your weapon, right? You can yeah. connect you it can together. Turn it into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's very so, good. Yeah, I I play as this guy. Yeah, uh, this is it, it's pretty fun. It, it's very uh, it's not to be around the bush. It's very Iron Man. Yeah. Okay. If, cool. If you want to be Iron Man, this is what you want to be. Quick note: We are thirty-five minutes into this. <laughs> Let's start going. So yeah. for yeah. artillerist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would I would make multitudes of episodes on this uh, if we. I mean, we could. We'll see how this goes. Artillery is uh, my favorite of the is of it, these guys. Yeah, take us through it then. It, I, I hate that it gets shield. I mean, I don't hate it, but it, I hate that the other one doesn't get shield. I mean, it makes sense, but like flavor wise, I don't like it. <laughs> but I love the cannon thing. The you know, you know, customize it, create it, whatever where you want to look. If you want it to be like a little cannon next to you, if you want to, hold, this feels like to me, this feels like the gun master class that I've always wanted the hunter to have, but they're making it into like a artillerist kind of thing how did i miss this hmm. it's a fucking eldritch cannon when did yeah, i miss that nomenclature it's, uh, it's not really into the lore of it too much why is it why why do they do that and it also scales well too like it adds 2d8 later on i'm pretty sure God, i'd hope so if you're sticking with the cannon the entire time Jesus. well you get to use it like if you use it as a one next to you you can have your own weapon and have it shoot things next to you yeah that's really fun. Yeah, but it uses your bonus action a lot, and that's what I've yes. seen with all these uh, artificer ones that they use, they tend to use your bonus action a lot, which I like. Yeah, um, increased by D eight, ninth level, nice. 
Nice. Artillerist okay. is very, like, blow stuff up, but also kind of help your party. Like, if you want to use the Protector Eldritch Cannon, it can, like, give them temp HP, I think. Yeah, they don't, so they've not had HP. a gun focus class and this isn't really this is really a gun but it is right it is it's a it's a a, a wand with runes on it they yeah. can like shoot like it, it's a gun yeah I, they mentioned at some point for another subclass or or within this one itself that you know yeah it's for the gunpowder yeah. exists it's a feat, these i worlds. think maybe yeah yeah so this is i'd say this cool. is definitely more like the the more spell focused like damage one I'd yeah say. i like this guy I like the flavor. I don't know if I would play as it, but I I'd think play. he's a really, really cool guy. A lot of fun characters um, are, are kind of like the ragtag. Like I have this cool ass cannon. I would love to mm-hmm. see that. Um, this is this play. is what I would like a hunter class. Sorry, ranger class, whatever the hell they're called in this in D and D. Some funny stuff about the ranger class that they have don't in here. Get me. We're not there yet. <laughs> are they rangers in those classes? Or are they mainly what's going on? I don't know. Okay, yeah, I like this guy, but uh, Battlesmith. Battlesmith. Battlesmith is very fun. Yeah? What do you think about I, it, Kenneth? I think it's more of, as, as a, a kind of paladin-y uh, artificer. This guy got shield, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah did. He has shield, heroes, and branding smite. A lot of smites, a lot of, like, fire shields. Um, you're kind of helping your uh, your teammates uh, as well with your steel defender, which can look like a panther or a bear or anything like that. Uh, also like it can be ranger, offense huh? and... Yeah, <laughs> it's Metal Ranger. Uh, it can just defend your party. It can attack with your party. Um, I think it's very uh, a viable because you add your intelligence modifier to your uh, like melee. Uh, yeah, like your melee hits. Yeah, uh, yeah. Instead of like strength or dex, which really helps the class out a lot. If you don't need to focus on like strength or dex, you can just focus on intelligence. I'd love to see and, what people like create as their defender, what it looks like, and you know how it oh, works yeah. with their. And it RP. can heal itself. Yeah, and whatnot. It can deflect it. Like it's very, very useful. I really this, like this that. This is the beastmaster I always wanted. A lot of <laughs> the fact that they're making a lot of these companions into scalable people yeah, they're, they're definitely learning from their abilities. mistakes oh yeah. yeah and i don't know why those mistakes were ever made before but hey if they're working on it now thank you good job um this i say if you need like if your party needs like a, a needs or wants like a more martial another martial in the party like if you only have like mm-hmm. one fighter uh and you have like a kind of smaller party i say this would help fill out that role yeah uh, just with the steel. Hell, you could probably well. do like a one-on-one DM and player with this, just to have like the oh, close-up definitely. thing. You know, the, oh, yeah. maybe buff up yeah. the guy of the defender if you need to. Can yeah. I say I love the pictures that they've done for a lot of these classes? There's a little gnome, gnome dude guy, with purple yeah. hair, yeah. and he's got this massive, massive bear that looks like if you punched it lightly, your fist would just break. Yeah, it's really it's, cool. They're very good. Something odd though is a lot of these pictures are tieflings. A lot of them are tieflings. You'll notice. I'll, I'll mention. Oh yeah, especially when you get down. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, Brax is gonna make sure he points at every tiefling. <laughs> I'll make in the sure book. you know <laughs> that there are tieflings. Every mention yeah, of like warlock, every mention of the tiefling is gonna make sure. Yeah. Listen to Dungeon oh, yeah. Crawl. It's gonna be an entire episode just in that part. Uh, so yeah, cool beans. And then there's the infusions, which honestly I kind of lost my interest, but they're powerful. They're really cool. Did any yeah. of them like stick out to you guys? I like the repeating one for for like crossbows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! Yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're interested in Artificer, um, definitely buy it off of D&D Beyond as a bit of it, or 
you're probably going to find something else you like down the line here, considering this is a new class. Maybe Yeah, I'd recommend idea. buying this over Eberron if you want Artifice or stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they added more, too. So you're getting a little bit more bang for your buck. It's more of what you want. The homunculus yep. service one sounds so cool, too. But <laughs> next up, we got Barbarian. And Contender for probably one of my favorite subclasses in this yeah. entire book. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. This one is so, so cool to me, starting right off. I guess we need to do the class features first. Hold on, Braxton. <laughs> yeah, we got to do those optional class features. Okay. So they, again, with these class features, you can either, did, did they say you can have modularity where you can pick one, or if you pick one of these from Tasha's, you have to go with all of them? No, you. it's, you it's could, optional, all optional stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Because the Ranger is the only one that says replaces another feature, as far as I'm aware. Well, oh, so most of these just come in and yeah. they mm -hmm. don't remove? Wow. Yeah. That's not how it was before. Uh, that's awesome. Can I have it as a warlock for him? There's some nice ones. What, this one? The barbarian? No, no not, we'll, we'll see when we get the class features of the warlock. Of course, I read that. That's going to happen next episode, this, right? <laughs> we'll yeah. see. We'll keep going. Okay, so, yeah, class features, um, you get cool stuff like primal knowledge, third level, and at 10th, uh -huh. you gain proficiency in a skill of your choice, uh, mm -hmm. and you get a bonus action. Um, yeah, Pounce seems like that's, the, that's what you use at the beginning of every combat. Oh, yeah. yeah. It gives you, like, another movement thing. And then you've you got primal pass. Which one's the first one? Origin of the Beast. Form of the Beast. It's cool. Path, beast path, path of the Beast. None of those Primal were right. Path. Class, but yeah. Path of the Beast. I'm so This one, <laughs> Kenneth and I were gushing about it earlier. Um, this it's is like, weird. I don't know if you want to call it a werewolf, but it allows you when you rage to turn it kind into... Is, yeah. Yeah, like a feral, really strong beast with a different melee attack of your choice. You can use Claw, which is just like double DPS. You can attack twice, bite, which lets you heal, which they did nerf actually. You used to be able to heal all of your HP, now it's only half. So if you're Makes at half sense. to HP or lower, you mm -hmm. can heal, which is interesting. Um, they also, I think, reduced the damage of Bite. Did they? No, no, no. They just changed I think that. Bite was all, yeah. They reduced the damage of Tail from 1d2 to 1d8, but they added from Unearthed Arcana. If a creature you can see within 10 feet hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to swipe your tail, roll a d8, apply bonus AC equal to the number rolled potentially causing it to miss you every time you rage there's no limit on this you can well, raise your yeah while, while you're raging so the that's amount the amount of rage you have yeah yeah but that's this is really cool to me I love the, this is my favorite barbarian class by or subclass yeah, of, is, of anything ever i think a lot of people are going to start playing this instead of the um the bear barbarian yes uh that like gives you Bar barbarian uh -huh. okay uh, -huh. uh i think this the, the, to me at least this makes me excited to play Barbarian. I already was excited to play Barbarian, but this yeah. is just so flavorful and, like, cool. It just like, adds a lot more interesting yeah, decisions like, to make as a Barbarian. When before it's like, run up, hit. Now it's like, okay, which one yeah. do I want to use? Yeah. And also, like, having, uh, for the tail, having just a reaction to do each turn is so good to add to your AC. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I wrote this somewhere later down the line, but I love making it more magic e to have things and interactions happening on other people's mm -hmm. turns so people are paying attention instead of not my turn i'm gonna scroll through my phone or something Get yeah. okay so the thing i want to like make sure that we mentioned here is they they removed a big chunk of the 14th level feature uh called the hunt so it used to be until your rage ends the chosen creatures that you pick gain um reckless attack they gain mm -hmm. that feature um and you have advantage on saving throws against being frightened that's gone. They removed that. They also changed it from Constitution Mod to Proficiency Bonus, but what they brought in as a replacement is the creature um, 
whenever the creature hits a target with an attack roll that you're buffing currently with that feature, uh, that deals damage to it, the creature can roll a d6 and gain a bonus to the damage equal to the number rolled. Really brought that one back down. Um, yeah, that's all my thoughts on really the really powerful before. I really would love to play this class. Um, but next we've got Path of Wild Magic, which, again, this Wood Elf Barbarian of Wild Magic is like this shirtless guy with a long Claymore-looking thing, and he's wearing like this frilly circus skirt, and it's one of the coolest little depictions ever. And it, it looks very, very fae. Um, thoughts on this guy? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want yeah. randomness and like yeah. magic... We talked about this if in Earth like, Arcana, but it's cool to have a more magic focused barbarian. Yeah. So like, if you want if you want like to play a sorcerer, but like have, be a wild magic sorcerer, but not really deal with spells or anything, you just want to hit stuff, this is yeah. what you want to do. So they changed a lot though. So for lingering magic, you used to be able to cast the detect magic spell, uh, and it also made you faintly glow color corresponding to the school's magic. They made they removed that, but gave you a stronger detect magic version, essentially, and you no longer glow. You just know uh, what it does. And they also really changed up the Wild Surge stuff. Um, yeah. They entirely removed, in the old one, the sixth and the seventh and the fourth one. Yeah, entirely. I don't know what it was about this specific Unearth Arcana, but I remember this original class way more than the others. I was going through that. This is a lot different. This is very different. Yeah, so they entirely removed three things from the wild surge effect um and added four five and six here um it's it's a lot of changes if you want to look go check out both of them um but those are key things for you to look at um really 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 changed them but i, I think like this class what they did i think it's ultimately lacking honestly because just yeah. like what, just like with the artificer it relies very the one of the artificer classes relies too heavily on that wild magic table and it follows yeah. with that the whole way through and it's only a d8 well, if you go to the Sorcerer yeah. Wild Magic table, it's like a D100. Well, mm-hmm. the, the biggest thing they did is they got rid of Arcane Rebuke and Chaotic Fury, which whenever um, you got, I think, whenever you're forced to make a saving throw, you, you deal damage to them. And then uh, Chaotic Fury was, as a bonus action, you can re-roll one of your Wild Surge, but they essentially just made it to where, at level 14, you can roll twice. Yeah, I, uh, I think that's so. a terrible 14th level final ability. Yeah. Because no. the, the oh, raw magic not stuff's kidding. not that it's some of it's cool, some of it's very strong, but it's nothing like that would vastly make yeah. me want to pick this class. Yeah, yeah. So over, sorry. over like why would you pick this one over the the beast one? In my yes. opinion, if you want wild magic stuff, just pick the sorcerer because yeah. that's that's really the crazy magic stuff. Sorcerer also got the best subclasses. Also, this is like they use a D three in one of their abilities. Yeah, yeah. which is. Yeah, I think Weird. You, yeah they mentioned somewhere you're supposed to use a D6 for, you know, one and to divided two. By and two. it's like, yeah. So Barbarians, you got one of the cool subclasses and one of the most lackluster subclasses, basically. Um, yeah. but, but for Bard, me, Barbarian had pretty lackluster stuff before, so. Yeah. So that yeah, means well, they're sticking with the trend except for one class. Careful there. They might rage on you, Ryan. They know where you, <laughs> they know where you I, live. I always thought Barbarian had cool subclasses but that's just me i i, I, I just so. like barbarian i'm just not a fan of i would i would barbarian. feel as a barbarian in general i would just kind of feel like well i'm not raging right now so i'm like half as efficient but well it's, it's what's but, what combats you always want to rage in combat that's the point yeah okay. uh just the beast just makes me want to just drop everything and play a barbarian that oh, one yeah. so uh moving on to the bard <laughs> the third of many subclasses here classes in general here um the optional features are cool the, the reason i was skipping over the features in the beginning is because uh, it's going to take a lot of time, but I think yeah. um, the majority. Just, if you, yeah. if there's anything that sparks your interest, 
Not in particular. Yeah. I mean, I just like this is more stuff for bardic inspiration. Yes, they really need to work on that too. Um, yeah, you can you can do it to damage now instead yeah. of just to hit, which I like. Yeah. So moving to the College of Creation, which is uh, a new subclass that you've seen from Unearthed Arcana before. Okay. Uh, they changed some of the wording, um, but that's about it, I believe. Everything else is generally the same. Uh, they decided to keep it fairly similar. I think they thought this was really balanced in general. Um, yeah, I love the lore on it. Oh, I yeah. Think I'd, I want to add a creation song stuff into my world now, too. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, it's really, really fun. I love the flavor about it. And it's not a... This is the one that's talking about, like, stories. and No, eloquence is stories. Creation itself was fabricating things. Yeah, this right? is yeah, creating stuff because you have mm-hmm. the creation song and you can build it and build things from scratch. It's like, to me, the fat flavor seems like an immensely powerful character itself, which is with your words, you can yeah. instill life into yeah. things. Um, which kind of reminds me from, um, what's it called? Black Clover, one of the main bosses in there, <laughs> is able to speak things into existence. They're one of the strongest things, but it's really insanely cool. Um, but in terms of changes, they didn't really do too much. Endless Waltz from Unearthed Arcana, um, immediately after the item takes a slam attack, which is your dancing item, uh, they removed that and it made impressionable dance. Um, Creative Crescendo is, I believe, entirely new. Um, I think. Or they just moved where it used to be yeah that's what it was and then performance of creation was removed from what they had before um yeah, performance of creation seems really weird to me it seemed like a it's just uh, very situational i guess i don't know this, yeah i mean the, what the is subclass it? just doesn't excite me reading does it rustle your jimmies at all no the lore does but everything else is like eh. i had fun reading it but yeah i guess it is kind of lackluster especially the item just seemed a little bit a little bit weak like, I don't know what you're really going to be doing this entire time. Maybe a lot of the stuff in the original Bard carries it, but I'm not sure. Uh, but the one that I liked a good bit, and they changed, a, like, I'm not kidding, they changed this one a lot, um, is the College of Eloquence. Mm. Before, they had it as a damage dealer, and they tried they tried really hard in the Unearthed Con to make this guy do damage and control the battlefield. They got rid of anything that was just straight up doing damage from Unearthed Con and made it more out of combat which I don't. Yeah, this, this got printed in uh, Theros. I don't oh. think they changed. I don't think they changed anything from Theros, though. Oh, really? So yeah, if you have Theros, yeah. same guy. But from Arnold Arcana, uh, they changed universal speech uh, and removed the four ten minutes, and I think they made it for an hour, yeah. which is like uh, okay, that's a big jump. Uh, and they changed the advantage on charisma checks made to influence them. Um, so a lot, a lot of interesting things happened there. Uh, yeah, the it's kind of RP-focused stuff yeah, out of yeah. combat. Entirely this is, removed this is, soothing words and undeniable logic from Arthur Khanna as well. This is the bard that, if you want to argue and if you want to, like, debate, this is like the Greek bard. This is yeah. like the philosophical bard. Yeah. Uh, this is like a very bardic, like, bard. <laughs> a very bardic so, bard. But yeah, I, yeah. I really like that they stopped trying to make it into a damage dealer and just brought it back to what bards are. Uh, people that have a lot of control over the battlefield itself, which is nice. a lot more fun. Yeah, that's very true. I'd probably play him. Um, and then Infectious Inspiration, they removed the, when a creature adds one of your Bardic Inspiration die to its ability check, uh, attack roll saving throw, uh, can keep the Bardic Inspiration die. They brought that into a different manner um, in a different part of the subclass. I don't think I'd play either of these bards. Really? I've been interested in bards in the past, but neither of these excite me. I like the Eloquence one. 
I don't think I'd play it, but it is my favorite of a lot of the Bard mm-hmm. subclasses before. Because I kind of, like, if I were to play a Bard, I can't sing. I can play instruments, can. but I can't do it live, you know? Yeah. So it would yeah. be tough for me. Um, overall, yeah, Bards, you got some cool new features, but nothing that I would say, it like, jump straight on It does bring in the biggest theme. This, this Bard section bringing in the biggest theme of this whole book to me. Summoning stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They Very, really started. Yeah, we'll be talking about summoning back. the whole episode. I mean, do you have any idea why they wanted wanted to do that? Why they're starting to bring in? Well, summoning wasn't ever really had like important stuff to it before, and wasn't like I, I told you. Uh, I'm, I want to start using this specific summoning ruling for whenever people summon yeah. like old spells, where it takes place right after your turn. It's a lot easier to manage. I yeah, think they like, just wanted to address that type of stuff. Like playing a druid uh, in a campaign, you. Like, you want to summon stuff because it's very good. Like, you want more action economy on your side and everything. But the fact is, it just slows the game down mm-hmm. so much. Uh, yeah. The, the summoning spells in here are Without saying too really much, good. Braxton, uh, we've had multiple players in my D&D game that have come up to me saying they want to take these new summoning uh, spells. And I, every time I said, okay, well, this person has this one, this person has this one. If you really want it, you can have it. Just be aware, it'll probably start slowing stuff down with the amount of summoning we got going on now. I think some of us can handle summoning things in the game. One of us has been doing it for a bit, so they know how to do it. Mine is too good for my class to not do it. it I just, just I, my just my one worry with summoning. I, summoning does. I guess we'll address summoning now. We can do it in spells later. But my one worry with the amount of summoning stuff that is now in printed material in the spell section is it's good for action economy. It's going to make things easier for higher levels of play. You know, if you want to introduce that earlier. But the problem then is slowing down combat, having so many things going on on the battlefield at one time. It, it can start bogging stuff down at earlier levels yeah. when it shouldn't be. Yeah. Well, would you rather have these spells or like conjure animals or conjure elementals when like you summon like eight things or like four things instead of Neither. just one creature? <laughs> yeah, and that, that's, that's, the, that's the kicker for summoning it. They are strong because you're just adding another thing to the battlefield. In any game I play, I like to summon, so I'm glad that Ryan yeah. let me do it. Yeah. It's like one of my things. Uh, I have a lot of things that I always do in every game. So, on to Cleric Review. Mm-hmm. I, I like clerics. I was very happy with these. Mm-hmm. I love these. Yeah. I love the white. These are Frank. very good. Also, did clerics not get power word heal at ninth level before? Did they I not get think so. All, I think all the power words are usually for bards and wizards. I guess that makes sense, but I'm glad they gave it to him here. Uh, that's something new that they added into a bunch of other spells as well that just kind of seemed like, oh, makes sense. Yeah, they got auras now too that paladins only use, usually had. They have like the vitality aura, life aura, and purity aura, now, which are very good. Maybe I should reel back my enthusiasm because if you take my warlock shit, I'll get upset. But spells? Just wait till we get to the feats. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, um, so for the uh, order domain, I think I really, really liked this dude. But to begin off, for some reason, they got rid of enhance ability and gave them zone of truth. C- cool. It okay, checked power heal that. was originally only a bard spell. Interesting. Okay. Um, and then for this guy as well, it's all about like balance and telling people to do things, essentially, which is really cool to me. Law and whatnot. You might have some sort of officer dude play as this character. I love that gives you yeah. the like tells you the deities that yeah you could yeah i, I really yeah, like that as well i thought that was really cool as um well. also the the order one was also from ravnica i'm pretty was it? sure yes yeah we talked about that yeah. in our table of contents 
Yeah, um, and um, they also gave you the bonus proficiency and intimidation and persuasion at first level, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. That didn't that wasn't in the uh, Unearthed Arcana previously. It's my um, favorite version of a melee kind of cleric for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. the reason I would play it is because they're really getting in there. Like, including me, a lot of people have thought that generally uh, clerics don't do damage, but they yeah, get generally you want to go for a paladin if you want to do what this guy's doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, his weapon looks so cool. It's a dragonborn um, cleric of war, and he's got like this weird, like plus spade thing that you just whack people with. His shield is also it. just like a sheriff star. Like yeah. it's great. Um, there's some really cool stuff about like charming people, control, becoming the embodiment of law. They altered stuff, making it a bonus action rather than um, I think it was a full action before. I'm not sure. Uh, and it used to only be for the embodiment of law itself. You can cast a spell of an enchantment school using a spell slot of first level that used to be second level or higher so they just made it flat out good nice um at least a little better myself but i really enjoyed this guy like a that lot. embodiment of law actually might be why they added in the bonus action spell rule at the beginning probably yeah what was that again just it's you explained can only, you can go kenneth you got it uh <laughs> sorry um you can only uh like cast one spell uh, a turn is basically what it says. Like if you cast a bonus action spell, you have to use like your action to do something else, yeah, it's, like it's attack a, a or trip or use something. A yeah. yeah, I guess it makes sense. But why are you limiting us, Watsi? Uh, stop balance and balance. Yeah, yeah. Balance, throw balance out the window. Um, this is a before we get into these uh, peace and twilight domains. Uh, I just want to get a precursor. What? Uh, which one do you uh, like more between the peace and the twilight uh, clerics? Twilight. Really? Twilight's my shit, dude. Yeah, dude, Twilight's are really fucking cool. <laughs> you can't really I prefer the it. peace. I prefer the peace myself, yeah. but boring. I think, it's, I think it's very strong, but it bores me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I could see that, yeah. Twilight Domain, that just that oozes everything I love. All right, so let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's jump into the peace, dude. Uh, so why is it boring, Ryan? Why don't you like this guy? Standard, chill. It's all about peace, man. He just smoked a couple of doobies. He's peacing yeah. out with everybody. He's just chilling. I mean, I mean it's like I said, it's strong. I think it does good stuff. It just lore wise, it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, which I get. Like, uh, it, it basically has bless, like super bless, uh, in its channel divinity. I like that you can make a bond between you and like your compatriots to like teleport, like change places and stuff like that. Um. I just really like the the flavoring of it, but yeah, it's a very clericy like cleric. Yeah, it's, it's very a, like it's a cleric cleric, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's peace like it, you do love, have baby. role play outside of outside of combat with it though. Like it says that you can like be an ambassador for like war, for sure. uh, like wars to like try and make peace or uh, stuff like that. And that's what I like about this flavoring of it. Like sometimes you do have to cause violence for there to be peace. Like I I I do like that. You're just clarity. a hypocrite. I do, I do think I will concede that the Twilight Domain is cooler. I think yes. it's cooler. I it's do like better. this one better, though. Nope. You can't argue with me, man. My, <laughs> if I didn't make an invaluable. artificer, I'd make a Twilight cleric. Well, to to say like for some reason uh, they entirely removed the enduring unity thing from before, and like spread the effects you got from it from an Earth Arcana. It was. Allowing the creature to have advantage on attack rolls, ability checks, saving throws, a bunch of other stuff, and they like sprinkled it throughout um, everything, and then gave you expansive bond itself, which allows you to embolden your emboldening and protective oh, bond, make them stronger. Um, so I, I think ultimately the changes they brought from Earth Arcana were quality of life and more scalability, yeah. which is really cool. 
Um, I wouldn't play it as it, but what I would play is Twilight Domain, guys. Okay. Yeah. He's cool. He's a cool guy. I'm fun with Twilight. I almost thought about Braxton changing my character in the live play to this. I thought the same thing, actually. <laughs> so, I mean, are you? No I, I, no, I like what I got. Think about it. I, I, I will have some fun with this guy, so go ahead. Uh, there's <laughs> some stuff that they changed. It's, so, this guy's all about... The shadows, twilight, the spoopy, creepy stuff, being able to do stuff in dim light. Um, it's really fun. A man can and see dark vision 300 feet. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. Something they it said before. I don't know why they changed that before. Previously, it had no maximum range on that, which I think you could have ruled that you can see all the way around you. Like you have eyes everywhere. You could rule it that way versus having a range of 300 feet. I don't know. We'll see. It was weird to me. And before it was only 10 minutes. This is an hour. They made it an hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you can give it to people. Yeah. Like, excuse me. Um, and and all humans can have... finally see in the dungeon with you. Yeah, right. This they also problem. gave you uh, martial uh, weapons and heavy armor, which is always good. That mm-hmm. is always super spicy. And then the level 17 thing, the twilight that you summon offers a protective embrace. Your allies have half cover. While That's in the nice. sphere you created, it was like, okay. Yeah, think so about it. If you really have fun. a heavy dude in there that already has a high AC. Yeah. Why do you think they removed invisibility from the class and just gave them C invisibility? That's something they did. I didn't tell you. Okay. They have greater invisibility. So I, yeah. I couldn't tell you why the regular invisibility is not in there. Um, yeah. To make you choose if you want to be invisible or not. <laughs> um, it is. It, to be fair, it is weird to me that they do have heavy armor proficiency because doesn't like every heavy armor give you disadvantage on stealth checks? Yeah, that's yeah. a little. However, this also you doesn't strike do me as it's balanced. Be up close and personal. Ugh. So, yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's up close and personal because like you want people to be in like your radius. Yeah, but also arguably strike. one of the coolest portraits of the oh, subclass yeah, itself is in here. Sure. This looks like it's on a tarot card or something. I want that to be my phone background. Amazing. It's this really Mm cool-looking cleric person uh, with, like, a background of the sun and some constellation. Or this this movie of stars. What Tasha says on it is one of my favorite lines. She says, I can't can't believe believe I'm writing this, but I think I could get behind a faith focus on mood lighting and evening wear. Ain't that the truth? It's very good. That would be super hilarious. Uh, Also, just at level one, you can just give yourself or another party member advantage on initiative. Yeah. Like, no limit. You can just do that. Yeah. Until you cast it again, but... So it's alright. And they, yeah, like we said before, they give you example deities, too, and a lot of the Forgotten Realms gods are in there. Mm-hmm. Fancy, fancy. Uh, so that's actually it for the good old cleric, though. Time for the druid, which I think Kenneth has a lot of opinions on. I do. I very... I think the druid might have gotten the best makeover for, in, in Tasha's. It might be the class really? that got the most stuff out of it, yeah. Um, like they got, they have Revivify now mm-hmm. uh, as a third level spell. They have Summon Fey. Uh, they have Cone of Cold, which is just give Druids more offensive spells and I'll be happy. So Cone of Cold, uh, the Summon spells are always good. Elemental Weapon. Um, also, I love the fact that they're making it uh, more use for Wild uh uh, not wild magic. Wild stuff, shape. But, um, You're, yeah, wild, wild shape. shape. You you can like use it to yeah, use one stuff. of them just to summon uh, uh, cast find familiar, which I love. That's that's very good. 
Um, do you think? And I guess we're skipping past the class features again. But feel free well, to you mentioned one for the familiar stuff. Yeah, yeah, the yeah you you get those spells That's and it. you get the cantrip versatility, uh, which they did change from UA. It used yes. to be like every time you level up, you can change it, and now it's every time you can increase your ability score, you can change a cantrip. Yeah, that's I'm a big for fan a lot of, of the ones they added. The well, I yeah. think it was better before in the UA, but whatever. Yeah, me too. A lot of things are better in the UA. Yeah, a lot. Of them. <laughs> um, I, even, I, I would even say it was balanced in the UA. I don't understand why not to let classes do that. I don't know. Because, like, Artificer can, they're, like, the only class, really, that can change, like, their cantrips a lot. It's Maybe ins- they didn't they want to step on the toes. Actually nerfed what they had in UA for the Warlock. We'll, we'll show. We'll, we'll talk <laughs> about it. nerfed a lot of stuff that they had in the UA. They demolished the Warlock subclasses. We'll, we'll get there. It was pretty uh, strong in the in the UA. It's a little, is too strong in the UA. Um, but they just demolished it. So, honestly, for the first subclass here, for the Twilight Domain... Wait, am I in there? Do you mean class of spores? Class of circle of stars. Is that not the first one? The spores actually Cir- didn't have something to get back to spores. I didn't really uh, mention spores, that. Spores was in uh in uh yeah. Ravnica, and they did change something about it. And it's actually a pretty good, decent change. Um, so your Halo of Spores ability use your reaction to do damage, basically. It used to be poison damage, it's changed to necrotic damage now. Which actually gets around a lot of resistances, like but a lot, like just flat out can't use it on the undead. Which you can't use poison on the undead either. I'm pretty sure. Never mind. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a moot point. So uh, <laughs> necrotic necrotic is a lot better than uh, poison. Okay. Um, I, I just I just like that a lot. I think everything else is the same though. It's pretty spicy. Yeah. I mean, I, it didn't call to me at all. A lot of the Ravnica stuff I think is really cool, but I don't enjoy. Um, I love the art there, though, with, like, the zombie frog with him. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's great. It's the, so cute. The, the spores and zombies, what's not to love, man? Well, so... Ogari gang. I don't know how yeah. I feel about fungal body, though. The final the feature that you get, you can't be blinded, deafened, frightened, or poisoned, and crits don't work on you unless you're incapacitated. Yeah, that's 14th that's level. Fi- yeah, the, but that's, like... Crits not working on you is so good. Yeah. It is good, but I always prefer to have active abilities for my 14th. I hate getting passives. It's just like, mm. I don't know. It's, it's, it's inarguably good. I mean, the druid itself still gets stuff past this. This is just your subclass. Yeah. Subclasses are everything, man. Well, They're so, everything. So remember how we said you're immune to what? Uh, it, it was one of the first classes. Uh, you're immune to poison, like the yep. poison condition. Mm-hmm. This is just you're basically immune to blinded, deafened, frightened, poisoned. Yeah, and also you can't be crit. Just because high level D and D, there's a lot of AOE stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think that I think that is very good for 14th level. That's and you're Max immune just to like half of the conditions. I am just hating. Yeah. I do what I want. Uh, so something that they did here is that they brought in they completely removed Star Flare, which was this like interesting explosion that you could do before. Um, within 120 feet, you could immediately teleport a willing creature. Blah blah blah. Like a bunch and of spores. They, they were, no, he's talking about oh, stars. I'm stupid. <laughs> like, that doesn't we'll sound ahead. like something this guy would be doing. It's because I didn't cover the ones well, that weren't there. You, you then let's, go let's go to Circle of Stars then. Go to Circle of uh, Stars. And I, I do play Circle of Stars Druid in the campaign though. I, I play from it. the UA, yeah. Um, it's I love the changes. Circle of Stars is very strong. It's very It's cool. a very strong. Because mm-hmm. it's it's strong in the way that you get a free you get free guidance as a cantrip, which is one of the best cantrips. Uh, you get free guiding bolt, 
which Guiding Bolt is a great spell by itself. Oh, yeah. uh, sure, you don't get like a spell list, but whatever. Um, the starry form stuff, I don't think anything changed with the starry form. Um, like the, the archer, the chalice and the dragon, I think those all stayed the same. Um, yeah, they kept them the same. Yeah. And well, they now, actually, mm, yeah, they're all the same. What about we on woe? Did they change that? On they woe? only changed it from wisdom modifier to proficiency bonus. Okay. Yeah. Every time I see wheel and woe just written in D and D, I get painful D and D flashbacks of my players <laughs> do have like cleric, you know, doing like augury spell or something. I have to come up. Yep. If a lot of these classes gave that they gave them augury. This class gets that. Yeah. yeah. This so. uh, I love it. I love this class. I do like uh, the Twinkling Constellations. I don't know if this was in UA or not. Um, well, it's not. It's new. Yeah. So you do an extra D eight. Uh, with your archer and the chalice one, so you do an extra D8 of damage or an extra D8 of healing. Um, or with the dragon, you can just fly 20 feet. Um, and at the start of each tur- at the start of each turn, you can change what uh, constellation that you're inhibiting, which I think is huge. Yeah. Like if you choose dragon and you because you're concentrating on spells, and then you lose that concentration, or you're well, I can't use my dragon anymore. You can just change it into like archer or chalice. Yeah. Um, I think it's a very strong subclass. So you summon yep. you you summon a creature, put on dragon, uh you use your uh wild shape to do uh find familiar and you do archer so you can like bonus action like throw lightning I made a druid people. class, it'd probably be this one. Yeah. It's very it's very it's also very flavorful. Yeah. Yes, uh, I really love really what they did with it. Definitely. The, the, what do you think of the fourteenth level spell or thing? Yeah. You like it? Yes, I know. So, whenever you are in your starry form, you become incorporeal, giving you resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Strong. So that that is coming from Star Flare. Your connection with Cosmos allows you to conjure brilliant starlight as an action. You can conjure a burst of light in thirty foot radius, centered on the point where you can see within one hundred twenty feet. With you, immediately teleport each willing creature in the sphere to an unoccupied space within thirty feet of it, and then a bunch Strong. of forty ten damage happens. It's just like they yeeted that off, and yeah. it just went. They probably thought it was a little too strong for 14th level. It was a little little too strong, but like they didn't give an analog for it. But druid subclasses don't get past 14th level features. And this, uh, this is it doesn't even say non-magical bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing damage. It's just yeah, period. Resistance to all bludgeoning, piercing, which is the majority of damage in the end. Yeah, I would say. I would argue that this one's better than the previous subclass because you just basically have a lot of damage. Um, Definitely for sure. Circle of Wired Fire. Wired, wired, wired fire. Welcome. I have no idea why this doesn't have fireball. Yeah. It did in UA, if correct me if I'm wrong, Braxton. Let's take a look. It does not have fireball anymore. It did in UA. It yeah. also had locate plants or animals and raise dead. I thought the whole point, uh, not the whole point, but the biggest selling point of this class was to give fireball to a druid. Yeah. <laughs> the you, uh, flaming spear, the guy she says not to worry about, fireball. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's up with that, man. I, uh, I think if uh, I maybe the reasoning is that like if they gave them fireball, that's all they would be doing was just would just be using fire. That's what my sorcerer I does. I don't yeah. know anything about that. <laughs> Sometimes uh, on accident, they also gave a revivify. Did not have that in UA. And there's some more summoning in here, continuing Woo! the uh, the trend. Pizzazz! Sprinkle it over there. <laughs> Get them on the floor. Get some more damage. Uh, I liked this one though. That was fun. I think the Wildfire Spear is um really cool flavor. I think it does it some is. really cool stuff and it's got a lot of awesome scaling to me. I really enjoyed it that. Masks and they gave your it wounds. Yeah. Hell, hell yeah. 
but, but before for the some wildfires while wow, i can't why oh, can't i not <laughs> say that word yeah, um wildfire they okay. reduced um the damage that you get to take if whenever your your thing spawns from d- a 2d10 to 2d6 so they they nerfed that a good bit but they allowed it to scale more they allowed you to have some of the abilities that the wildfire spirit has scale with your attack modifier changed it to 60 feet for range and also allows you to add your proficiency bonus and fire damage which is cool so they made it a little bit stronger gave it some more stuff um and they changed some names of things like flames of life is now cauterizing flames um you can no longer do things to creatures you see when it touches these flames but it's whenever they enter it uh and it does a bit of different damage rather than having an ability or effect on it for one minute but moving to blazing revival uh that used to be blazing endurance and previously it was five times your druid level choice within 30 feet of you you could see uh takes fire damage equal to 2d10 uh, plus your druid level itself um but now it's uh whenever you spawn your spirit if the spirit's in 120 feet of you um when you're reduced to zero hit points um it falls unconscious and then you raise your health back up it's a bit weird it's interesting because i feel like i mean i guess it's not always like the monsters are always gonna be focused on the spirit but i feel like the spirit yeah. would probably die before you would yeah i don't know the the flames of life thing specifically is is weird to me that they changed it when they did the blazing revival being altered the way it was i don't like the changes they made but i think it was probably a bit too strong before right i guess i i do like the enhanced bond though uh because it's just whenever you cast a healing or a spell that deals fire damage you just roll d8 and add that to it you're already going to be doing that anyways so a little bit extra damage and healing is always good yeah okay and at that point uh, I want to make a statement and say that we are currently recording this. We've gone through a lot of stuff. Some we critical have. failures have happened. We've rolled some nat ones. We're at an hour and 16 or so in our current recording. Whatever, however long this is right now, we're going to put this into two parts. Because we're not even halfway through and the video didn't record. And we're, I, I am crying, but I am so upset that we didn't get to Warlocks yet. Yeah, we got a I lot to, still to I go. I have to hold that information in me for another week. I'm going to die. But hey, yeah, you were trying to Brax was trying to talk to me about the warlock stuff. I was streaming yes. the other day. And he was trying to talk to me about it, and I, I had like, to no, hold it back. Stop it! And Kenneth's <laughs> like, I got yeah, some talk, opinions talk on it, it, but I gotta, yeah. I gotta wait. I'll be so, your sponge. Talk to me. Yeah, Kenneth will be here again next week, uh, and we'll have the video up. Hopefully, if if no complications happen, um, I think also look out next week for maybe a poll we might ask at the end of all of Tasha's asking you about what your favorite subclasses were, because we want to see how many of you would like to interact in that way and just see what your thoughts are as well. But as usual, if you want Make to talk to us, for the Twilight Domain. Don't vote for the Warlocks. I'm going to put in a put your own field in and you can write Warlocks do indeed suck. Braxton was right. But That's I still fair. play him. It's a love-hate relationship. I can't okay. defend it yet because we're not there. there. Okay, I know exactly what you're going to say about the genie. I know exactly what, what? you're saying. I, and like I agree with you. you, the, he, he, knows what, he agrees with Whoa. me because he knows what I'm saying. If you like the Fathomless, I'm going to literally... Well, I, I, no, I got other stuff to say about <laughs> Warlocks, period. All right. Okay. But if you say you like the Fathomless, I will quit this podcast. All right. We'll have to wait till next week Woo! to find out if the Dungeon Crawl still exists after... Oh, boy. <laughs> what, uh, what, what could we expect from uh, next week? Next week, we're going to start off with the... We just finished the Druids. Yes, Fighter, which Side Warriors... We'll finish everything. They got some cool mechanics for the Side Guys in this 
stuff that they brought in that made them really cool. So look forward to that. Uh, Kenneth will also I do be there. want to point out, we were straight on the money for what we thought. The uh, speculation for that fighter, the Battlemaster option stuff at the end, exactly WotC giving you builds to make. Oh, yeah. Cool stuff. I, I, have, I, have, I, have, I have some thoughts on those. Mm-hmm, me too. So we're just blue balling ourselves here. So if you want to no, tell us your thoughts. No, it's hyping everybody up for next week. Let's go. Next week, Tosh is going to be old news. We're slow, man. What's going to happen by next week? I'll, what else are gonna, people moving on to, huh? People are going to have turkey in their bellies, and they're going to be taking naps, and they're going to be sleepy. If you're from the U.S., you're going to be sleepy. They're all making too. new characters next week. That's true. All these subclasses. So hold off. I hope you guys enjoyed our, our thoughts here. It's a lot of information to go through, and I think all of us are probably thinking, like, holy heck, we weren't expecting it to be this overwhelming while doing it itself. I know I was. Um, but thanks for joining. If you have a, an opinion on what we said and it defers or you just want to chat with us about it, you can find us on Twitter at DungeonCrawlPod. Is that it? Is that the one? Yep. Okay, cool. And if you want to email us something a bit longer, send us a fan letter if you want it's the dungeon crawl pod at gmail.com it's also a pretty good way to give us feedback that we it mentioned is. yeah what is that uh well if you want to go to apple podcasts uh find the dungeon crawl maybe you already listened to us on that platform i want you to hit the five star option and go down to review and just fall asleep on your keyboard whatever comes out is what your review is and you hit post. I don't care what it is. I want to decipher it and figure it out. It really helps out the podcast. Pushes pushes up a little bit higher. Type it in wingding. Uh, wing put dings. your wingdings on, and then type type a type a fun thing there. Yeah, there you Toss go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wingdings. Uh, it really puts us higher up in the algorithm and the way uh, Apple works. So yeah, we would I really with, appreciate it. With this episode, it kind of marked a point in where like all of us kind of put a bit more effort into things. So hopefully you enjoy the content that we're doing, or at least me. Yeah, hopefully I had you read. love the video that is releasing with this podcast. <laughs> we should just record the video again with us just going, just like lip flapping like anime. Yeah. It's just make a dub. Let's hire, yeah. <laughs> let's hire other people to dub the, or do the actors reverse <laughs> dubbing. Um, yeah. Makes sense. So welcome. We did a bunch of silly things where we pointed at each other, and you're not going to see it at all, but we'll pretend. And again, as always, this has been The Dungeon Crawl. He's Ryan. He's Braxton. And, and Kenneth over there. Thanks for joining today. He's a pizza man. See you guys next week where we will finish Tasha stuff. We'll look more into the cauldron. We can only eat half of it. There's a little bit of leftovers. We'll pull it out of yeah. the fridge next week. My tummy's full. Tummy is full. <laughs>